Welcome to the Library Love Fest podcast, brought to you by HarperCollins Publishers. Book Buzz, HarperCollins Book Buzz. Check it out. Book Buzz, HarperCollins Book Buzz. Brought to you by Library Love Hi, I'm Lainey Mays, and I'm from the library marketing team at HarperCollins, and I'm sitting here with Snowden Wright. He's the author of American Pop. It's a book that's going to come out February 2019. We're so excited about it. It's written for The Atlantic, Salon, Esquire, New York Daily News. I could go on and on. Debut novel, Play Pretty Blues, was recipient of the 2012 Summer Literary Seminars Grey Wolf Prize. And we have something in common. We're both from Mississippi. So do you want to tell them a little bit about the book? Sure. The book, American Pop, is the story of a family that owns a soft drink company named Panola Cola, and it follows them through over 100 years of American cultural history. And in a lot of ways, I think it's best described with a hypothetical question. What would a novel about the Kennedys be like if the Kennedys had made their fortune by inventing Coca-Cola? Kennedys aren't in it, Coca-Cola isn't in it, but it has that same feel. Wow. Everybody else is in it, though. That's the cool part <laughs> about it. It kind of seems, it's fiction, but it has all of these historical figures that come back. And as far as research-wise, how did that go? I know, like, Josephine Baker is in it. So it's not real stories, but the f- characters that you built are all coming in and out of their lives. So what research went into that? One of the my favorite things about... Uh, historical fiction, and it's also one of the criticism of historical fiction, is that writers often put cameos from famous people into these stories about people who would just never realistically run into them. But I wanted to create a family where they would realistically run into Josephine Baker or Joseph Kennedy or any number of uh, famous celebrities. And because this family is such a prominent, aristocratic American family, that made it very uh, likely that they would do that. Mm -hmm. And so research into it, first of all, I had to do research in just to the cola industry in general. And then by each chapter, for example, with Josephine Baker, I would read biographies of her and I have a scene set in the Mississippi Delta, so I read an entire book about the Mississippi Delta. I kind of did the research uh, whenever I needed to, after making the overarching research about the cola industry. I know, I'm from like 30 minutes outside of Batesville, Mississippi is where it's set. So I was like, who are these people? Are they based on anyone I know? (laughs) (laughs) But um, so it spans several generations and it's it's a whole family. And so at the beginning, there's a chart so you can kind of follow along and make sure you know what time period. But how did you decide to, instead of taking maybe the four siblings and kind of having flashbacks, why did you take the grandparents and the grandkids? Why were were they all important in the story? Well, because it's such an American story, I wanted to go back to the very beginning. And so the grandparents of the are the ones who immigrated to America uh, with hopes of making it. And by showing them that their child uh, invented this soda and did make it, and then 
his progeny uh, were liable to be governor of Mississippi, and they could have been uh, president of the United States. They uh, hobnobbed with American royalty. And I just thought that was such an American story. And a way to do that would be to have multiple generations. And I also wanted a sort of omniscient narrator that would allow me to jump around in time and show what will happen and then expound on it later on. And so it almost feels like a work of uh, nonfiction in that way. Yeah. So why, well, I guess why Batesville? Why Mississippi? I know you left and you live in Atlanta now, so came back to the South. Why was that important in the storytelling? It was important to me because I know Mississippi. Yeah. And one of the themes of the book was a sort of dichotomy between the national and the regional. And so the title right there is American Pop. And a lot of it is set in Mississippi. And so, and soda is uh, very important to uh, people in the South. It was invented in the South and um, it moved beyond the South and is important to people in America. Soda is to America what tea is to England, wine to France, beer to Germany. And so it was so emblematic of this country that I felt that the best way to portray it would start where it began, which was in the South. Yeah, I have a quote from the beginning of the book, which I think goes nicely with this. So families are always rising and falling in America, but I believe we ought to examine more closely and the how and why of it, which is the, which in the end revolves around life and how you live it, Nathaniel Hawthorne. So I really did feel like this family kind of represented America in a way. I'm sure that's what you meant. But so they are going through these ups and downs, but it's not just Mississippi as well. They're in Paris, they're in New York. It's not just, I think it was important to kind of pull it out of the South and make sure people could relate to it everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I thought, I thought that was so smart and the way the family did kind of <laughs> talk to different people in different areas and time periods. One thing I kind of noticed was each person you put in, in every time period kind of revolved around the themes in that time period. So like, for example, Ramsey in the 20s, kind of escaping motherhood in a way, going to Paris, being the expatriate, or um, even Houghton like becoming, pulling himself up by his bootstraps. How did you decide to put each character in those time periods? A lot of it was by feel. Um, I wanted to show the darker aspects of America. Mm -hmm. It's not just a uh, hoorah nostalgia fest. I wanted to show the things that maybe don't get betrayed as mm -hmm. much in, uh, in works that have titles like American whatever. And so with each character, I would try to explore themes of uh, homosexuality and homophobia, um, women's rights racism yeah. and just by dint of who the characters were they just organically worked out where they would have to be in a certain setting and have that certain focus with them yeah and the themes are really universal reading about it and it does fit within that time period but you're thinking like this is happening right now and i think that was really cool speaking of race, I thought it was really cool to really focus a lot on Native Americans and because in Mississippi, especially Panola County, Pontotoc County, they're very important in their history. Mm -hmm. So how did you 
kind of research that as well and bring that in? There wasn't as much research with that. It was more that this character came to me, Branchwater, mm -hmm. and by creating his backstory, I felt that I was able to touch on a lot of the issues that Native Americans faced. And so he was just kind of a gift. He was this character that I, he's one of my favorite characters in the book. And to humanize him and to show what kind of struggle he went through, I had to show what kind of struggles Native Americans in general went through. Yeah, and he goes through a lot of the generations so you kind of see him progress over time. Mm -hmm. He's sort of the uh, the right-hand man and also a surrogate uncle to the family. He considers mm -hmm. them his family. Yeah, and storytelling is a big theme. I know um, you kind of have this narrator who is telling their story, knows some things maybe a biographer would know and kind of get into that depth, but do you think the family really emphasizes storytelling as a way to preserve their culture, or do you think it's more of a, look at us, we did all of this? <laughs> I think storytelling is uh, very important in the South, mm. and I come from a, uh, a family of storytellers, and so we're always, um, whenever we have a visitor, it's like we have someone new that yeah. we could retell <laughs> the story that we told a thousand times before. Uh, and yep. uh, I even uh, have told the story about Sort of my first and fondest memory of uh, drinking a soda and just a, the ritual of drinking a soda. It was um, my family has a, a farm in Yazoo County, and down the road there was this uh, old general store called QT Campbell's. And so QT Campbell, uh, he was this old guy. I mean, this is a an old timey general store. It even had an outhouse in the back with a pile of poop underneath it and you know, no air conditioning. And so when my dad would bring me and my brother and sister around there, QT would come out and he would roll out the red carpet. And QT, you understand, he, he had been kicked by a mule when he was a child, and so half of his face was deformed. And so it wasn't until years later that I asked my father why he was always so um, happy to see us. And so my father explained to me that... Um, when he was a kid, he went to school with my grandmother, and all the other little boys would pick on him for his face, except for my grandmother. And according to according to legend, uh, she even whooped some some asses of those kids. And so, whenever Catherine Ledbetter's grandchildren came to a store, he uh, it was a special day for him. Yeah. So, so I remember getting uh, Dr Pepper and a Butterfinger. That's what I got every time. Yeah, storytelling is really important. And the storytelling over and over, I understand that as well. Um, so why did you want to be a writer? Why? Who are your favorite authors? I, I always wanted to be a writer because I was always a reader. When I, growing up in my hometown, we didn't even have a bookstore for a number of years. And so we would have to go to Jackson, Mississippi. And um, there was this bookstore there, Lemuria. And at the time, uh, they had a bar underneath it. There was, it was two, two levels, and the uh, second level was the bookstore. First one was the little sports bar there. And so my father would give me a $20 bill and send me upstairs to look for a book while he stayed down there and have a couple scotches. And so to this day, I like to say that the reason I became a writer is because of one, Lemuria Books, and two, Johnny Walker Black. 
<laughs> well, I I pulled a lot of parallels from. I mean, this the way the story is set up too. I know the story uh, chapter titles were really interesting. So instead of just one big chapter title, there's several that maybe keywords or funny phrases that go with what's in the chapter. Why did you decide to to do it that way? Because the the framework of the novel, I kind of wanted to give a reader a roadmap to the chapter. Mm. And I feel like the subtitles perform three functions. One, they give a roadmap. So when you see a word or a phrase, you know, okay, I'm at, at that point. Two, sometimes they give additional information that doesn't come in the narrative. And three, sometimes they do a wink-wink commentary of what's going on. So yeah. that you get this almost meta-authorial intrusion. Oh, thank you so much for sitting down with us. We got a lot of good information, and I'm really excited for libraries to hear about American Pop coming out in February. This has been Snowden Wright. Thank you. <laughs>